Hello. Chris Friesen. Can't get it, uh, can't get it to work. I don't know what you did, but it's clear as day to me. Is it? Okay, because when I came home, my cat had knocked everything off my desk, including my headset. So, that might have been what did it? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, man, it sounded like white noise everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, I it's... can't move my mouse. If I move my mouse, it does that. Weird. So, I just won't move my mouse. Yeah, man, it's crystal clear right now. That's good. That's good. Okay, sweet. Wicked. Well, thanks for taking the time to jam on this thing here. Yeah, man. Uh, Maybe I'll get at this for a little bit. So. Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, give you a, kind of a bit of background with what's what's happened so far. Um, I guess you know I'm a pretty big, pretty big uh, caster. Love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, love podcasting, and been trying to work on something for uh, quite a while with my best friend. We're trying to get get something going and initially the show was called character um we've interviewed quite a few people and just we couldn't really figure out how we could portray um, people who have unique characters and how we could tell their stories and then uh you and i started chatting and i think this was man i think it was like around probably end of september and it was like literally the last day before i'd taken off from work for a couple months and you started telling yeah, me I remember the, that yeah, you. Start, it was like literally. I was like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll talk to you in a couple months." It was literally the last day. I remember you were standing by the window and we had this discussion. Yeah, dude. It was like the last, like minutes. Like I was saying bye, and yeah. you started telling me this epic story. And as soon as you started telling me this, like we've worked together for quite a while, mm-hmm. and you get to know somebody inside of work, but you don't really know them outside of work unless you hang out with them. And then even even dating back, like sometimes you can hang out with someone uh, outside of work, but you don't really know necessarily stories about their upbringing. And so as soon as you started telling me the story, I was like, holy fuck, this is one interesting guy. I got to talk to him about all this stuff. And uh, putting all the pieces together, I just thought, man, like I don't know if this is the first episode of this podcast. I don't know if if this podcast is called who the fuck is Chris Friesen, I don't know, but I know that, uh, you've got some pretty cool things to talk about and I just love to hear you tell some of those stories and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty interesting. This is character. Episode one. kind of is a result of uh, these stories. Whereas, uh, 
yeah some some people would like live inside the box but i always tried to live outside the box but uh, that doesn't dictate exactly all of my stories either but yeah i mean that's the cool thing right like our uh, who we are as people were we're ever evolving beasts and the thing is like our our personalities are a calculation of all these weird life experiences that we've had so like the things that i've been exposed to are different than what you've been exposed to and what mm-hmm. Jim down the street or Jane down the street's been exposed to and that's what makes us all these unique beings and unique characters as it is so it's it's cool though because we can all have these unique experiences that are totally different but at the end of the day it's like everybody's bros and can hang out and be cool you know yeah so what was that like full caveat to anybody who Maybe we'll be listening. Hopefully there's one person that listens to this one day if we ever do launch it. But, um, (laughs) like, I know none of these stories, so they're going to be as exciting for me to hear firsthand as it will for someone else. I remember you started telling me some story about when you were younger, and uh, it, it had to do with your mom and your brother and you living with your grandma, and that was kind of where it ended. And I was like, save it. Let's talk about it one day on a podcast. And those were, I think, our last words before we reconnected three months later on everything. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, that that is that story is kind of has little, it branches off into a bunch of other little stories, but it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I can't remember exactly where we began in that story, but I know where it all began and how it was always a thing. I don't really know where you want to go with that. Dude, you say, you, the world's your oyster. Fucking <laughs> paint the picture like Picasso for me. Oh, man. Okay, well, I can start from the very beginning. I There is one story, uh, and it's a shortened version of basically my life up until now. And it basically, and, and everybody's, I always get the same reaction. I won't tell you what that reaction is, because you'll probably have that reaction. Um, but everybody seems to have this a, a very similar reaction at the end of this story. Um, so basically, um, I was brought up, or I was born, um, premature. Okay. Uh, my mother, she was highly addicted to drugs. She, at the time, she was doing, I don't even know what, but I knew later on in life what I was born addicted to i was born addicted to these this drug called speedballs it's a a mixture of heroin and cocaine so when i was a baby i was already addicted to this crazy drug and from my understanding i can't remember when but my aunt at some point in my life was uh, explaining to me this the severity of this drug that apparently it kills a bunch of famous people i can't remember who they were but it was a pretty dangerous do mixture i mean just the words cocaine and heroin mixed it sounds pretty uh pretty insane so like it all started there when i was born addicted to this drug i was also supposed to die a bunch of times because um withdrawals happen right and as a as a newborn um 
it, it was worse. They had to actually, I can't remember which one they had to dose me with, but they had to like, I, I remember we were talking about microdosing. I don't know if that's the term that I want to use here, but they had to give me drugs to wean me off of what was given to me in the womb. That's crazy. So, that being said, a couple years go by, I'm still alive. I made it through it. I, uh, I uh, lived through it, and I didn't... Um, the one thing that happened was, um, when I was born, I wasn't given to my mother. I was given to my grandparents. Because my mother, obviously, wasn't stable enough to have me, to take care of me. And uh, shortly after that happened, she ended up going to jail. So, I, I didn't even know. So your mom, like, she would have been in the hospital, though. For a certain period of time. I mean, fuck. What am I talking about? You're two days old. How how do you freaking have a clue? Other than somebody right. telling you, right? Like, I don't even remember. Obviously, you don't you don't remember that kind of stuff. Even when I'm older, it's like, oh, I didn't find out until I was like, I don't even know how old I was. Probably fifteen. What that you that you were born addicted to speedballs. Yeah, like I didn't even know, and and another another background is I come from my last name is Friesen, so I come from a very Mennonite background. Good-hearted and... Manitoba <laughs> Mennonite boy. Yeah. Let me tell you that this story progresses into me not being very very Mennonite. Uh, yeah. So. I grew up with my grandparents. My mother had gone to jail. Um, I didn't really know what a mother and a father was because I was so young. I just thought that this growing up with my parent, my grandparents was a normal thing because that's what I was used to. Um, up until obviously kindergarten when, you know, you go and you go to school and you actually, I did go to preschool, but that I don't remember anything from that, but we went to kindergarten and you saw parents and I always wondered why are my grandparents so much older than all these parents are they just look different obviously i didn't know they're older but i just I was like what do they look different so um speed up a little bit and you didn't know your dad ever is that right uh yeah so <laughs> that's another story <laughs> that we're gonna branch off into so a little 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 bit of that is i don't know who my father is okay i've never met my father and um but Something has happened in recent events that has possibly, will possibly be able to, um, I will be able to um, know who my actual father is. Oh my god, that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixture of, there's, there's two, uh, two men that I could possibly be the son of. Um, they're both passed away. And but, how, uh, how did you narrow it down? Um, well, see... My mother and her brother uh, and her sister, well, they're all very close. Um, they all they all left the home at around 14, 15. They all left my grandparents' home super early. Um, so, But they were really close after that. So at the time, my mother was the youngest out of them all. So the brother and the sister always looked out for her, tried to help her with her addiction, and, and like knew the friends. So they knew of these two people. And at the time, I guess my mom was um, sleeping with one of them. 
but there was another one that he possibly could have been sleeping with. She didn't know. And, uh, so yeah, they kind of like, my uncle and my aunt kind of have an idea of who the two are. Um, one believes or believed now that he's passed that he was my father and the other one, uh, doesn't really, he didn't know until, uh, one of my aunt's friends had talked to, um, his son after he passed away that he might have a stepbrother or a half brother, sorry, half brother. And how old was your mom when she had you? She was, um, roughly 16 or 17 i think she was 17 when she had me and then were the guys around the same age that i don't know i'm thinking they're probably older and it definitely had to do with drugs yeah so that's the thing is it makes it tougher like not only was your mom in um in a tough situation as far as addiction went but like she was young too so it's like even if you don't have like throw the drugs out of it right Mm -hmm. it's pretty tough i think if you're a young mother and you don't it's overwhelming you don't know what to do because kids are are a game changer you know so it's uh yeah i mean it's a super super interesting situation and dynamic uh yeah the, the the kids situation how how people um feel like they should have kids or uh, the the people um the way that i believe that i don't want to have a kid um the thought process or the thought of not having children is so like it's so out there because it's almost like the norm that's like everybody has to have kids like that's just what people do they get married white picket fence and have kids Whereas my thought process towards that has been completely different and it could completely be from how I was brought up and what I was exposed to growing up. I have no idea. I just, at some point in my life, I decided kids were not something I was ever even going to dabble into, like try to even have. Yeah. I mean, I think that everybody's influenced by the situations they're in, right? So it's like, I agree with you though. I think that there's this weird thing in society that's like, everybody's given this bill of sale that's like doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what you do you have to get married you have to buy a house you have to have a white collar job and or a good job not white collar but that that's like this this like the family the perfect family the white picket fence like you said and um you have to have kids and the thing is for some people man it's not right like it's not you know like there are people that it's just like some people are more nomadic and that's great that's great if that's the way that they are right like encourage them to explore the world but don't encourage them or don't as like a society we push these social norms on them where it's like well go get married and go have kids and whatever and then people um who are nomadic they they do this and then maybe they leave their family right and everyone's like why the fuck did that dad or mom leave the kids it's like well probably because it was not necessarily in their uh in their hand of cards but somebody forced forced that idea upon them and then they shit the bed on it right it's like you can't blame people when 
TV's barking the shit at us all the time and the media and everyone. Um, uh, yeah, I always compare their own, it right? to... To each their own. No judgment on yeah. anyone who wants to live their life any fucking way they want to. Exactly. Um, society and media definitely doesn't want us to do that. but um, Or they tell us they do, but then they throw, like you said, all this stuff in our faces all the time on media and TV and stuff like, white picket fence always have to be super like fit and skinny i mean being fit is a good thing don't get me wrong um but yeah i always compare it to a cat so you take a kitten from its mother before it even gets to know its mother and you bring it into your home and you buy everything you need for a cat you buy it a a litter box you buy it a scratching post and you buy it food dishes and then you just let it roam your house but for some reason it's built into their genes to just know that the litter box is and i could maybe i'm just being ignorant here and i just don't know maybe there's something actually in the litter but they just know how to use the litter box like i never trained my cat my cat just jumped in the litter box and started using it just laying dumps everywhere yeah and (laughs) she she never went on the ground anywhere she always she (laughs) instantly went in the litter box same thing with a scratching post she's never had a scratching post until we moved into this new apartment she just knew what it was and she just knew how to use it it's like built into their genes maybe maybe those kitty litter companies are putting those goddamn speed balls in the kitty litter yeah no kidding just like get in that litter and do your just start pawing at it (laughs) yeah yeah that's crazy man so so anyway so you're you never really knew your dad, but now you've you've narrowed it down. Yeah, I've I've narrowed it down to two people, and if um, now the thing is, it's it, it's narrowed down to two people, um, but it possibly couldn't it possibly couldn't be the other guy either. It it could be he's gone. I mean, technically, I could find out exactly because he has had kids. So if I get DNA tested with his kids and I go negative then i know i'm not their son not his son but that's basically what's going to define if i am the son of the dad a or dad b is dad a has a son who wants to get in contact with me who wants to get a dna test to see if we are actually related and how old is that that Uh, other guy he's he must be um i'm 29 now so i think he's like a little he's like in his 20s or older um, something like that, because I've I've seen like his mother wanted me to look at his Facebook things, and he he looked pretty young. He was snowmobiling, driving a car, so he's he must be roughly eighteen plus. I don't oh, know exactly. Yeah. So he, older than eighteen, younger than fifty five. Yeah, huh. yeah. And the Seven Eleven rule. Yeah. Um, and so, so he, and how do you feel about that? Like, I mean, that's got to be a bit of a mind fuck too and emotionally overwhelming knowing that you can have some other sibling that you meet kind of earlier or middle of life more closer to the middle of your life yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy because i've never really had a like a family environment when i was really young we used to do family gatherings and whatnot but i was so young i didn't even i just wanted to play with my car in the corner or something like that but like as I got older, we never had family-oriented anything. Like I, my grandfather uh, and my grandmother got divorced, 
and um, I've never gone through a parent divorce before. But like going through the divorce with my grandparents was probably one of the strangest things I've ever gone through. Um, it was just really strange. And that, in between that, my grandfather, after my grandmother had left, um, my grandfather was uh, very depressed, and so he just sat on the couch and watched TV all the day and all the time, and he didn't really care what I did. So I didn't really have like, hey, let's go to the park or let's go uh, camping or something like that. It was just more here's your food and here's your school money for clothes and that was that it wasn't really i didn't really have like a, a homey type of growing up it was it was uh, a little different and um the one thing about that is um i don't really mind um it doesn't bother me at all that that's like that the one outcome that i do see from that is i'm not i'm not a type of person that really likes to do that kind of stuff now i'm not huge into like family stuff um do you think you would have been like how old was your grandpa and grandma when they split up um i was probably how old was i i was probably like 10 plus so i was still in elementary school so and you had to be your grandpa still worked at that time i'm guessing yeah um he he was working for a bit something happened that he blamed me for and then he couldn't work anymore and so then you like you lived with your grandpa but your grandma was gone yes i so lived with had, my you had no like motherly figure i guess at this point uh yeah. no and when my grandmother was around i was spoiled like, she would buy me anything I wanted and would do anything I said. But my grandfather was the complete opposite. So you can only imagine what that did to a young child when she left. Is I was miserable. I was used to getting everything I wanted uh, when I wanted it. And then it just all kind of just stopped. And I was just miserable. So, um yeah my grandfather was uh miserable i was i wasn't really miserable because i had friends and i wasn't really home all that much because i was bored it's not that it was like a weird environment for me to be in like i was perfectly fine sitting in my room watching tv or or uh playing my three string guitar or something like that i didn't really mind it was just really boring um it was like you're on a journey of self-discovery at that point because it's like, well, i got to figure it out on my own. Yeah, and it's like um, the only thing that I can say that was so, um, that helped me progress in life at that point was my, my friends' personalities. So because um, I didn't have anything to judge my own personality off at the time because my grandfather didn't care very much about anything. And... Um, and I didn't really have any other family to go to. I had my Oma and my aunt, uh, my great aunt, sorry. Um, but they lived, they lived down the street, kind of. Um, I went to see them every once in a while, which was nice. But other than that, it was like I, I basically made everything up as I went. Do you think your grandma was, like, do you think she spoiled you or was, like, so giving because she she was trying to overcompensate knowing that your mom wasn't there i don't really know um like did they know that they obviously they had to have known that your mom was was involved in 
drugs. Oh yeah. Some kind. Uh, like, yeah. Like they get, it's not just like you go live with them. Like oh, we're just gonna take care of you. No. Well, my mother went to jail. Oh yeah, um, fuck. You told me. I'm sorry. Right? So yeah, yeah, she went to jail. So that's why I was with my grandparents. And that was because so she got. So your mom is a Friesen, right? Yeah. Yes, she's a yeah. Friesen. Yeah. So then. And fuck, because you're a Menno, your dad's probably a Friesen too. Unrelated. Same last name. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. uh, you never know. No. Non-related non Friesen. It's like there are three. What are the all the Menno last names? Oh, there's like, a bunch of them. There's Friesen. Friesen. Uh, yeah, Peterson. Laura. Um, 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 the hex the L one. There's there's a bunch. Just throw sun on the end of anything. Yeah, well, there's like, and the weird thing is, I have been dating a Mennonite for the past three years. Actually, our three year mark is this coming weekend, or I think it's Monday. Actually, the next this coming Monday. Dang. Yeah, better, and better figure it out. She's a Cowanhowan, so it's like that's another Mennonite name. So it's really strange that I've ended up at this point where I'm actually dating possibly another Mennonite because I've never done that before in my life <laughs> anyway full circle man full circle yeah so your mom so she yeah she, mother she went to jail mother went to jail I and ended I, up with my grandparents and she went to jail like right after you're born or how? yeah pretty much right after I was born um something happened she accidentally killed somebody apparently okay that's what happened so you, she was you don't really know this or you know the story See, the thing is, the the one thing that most people know about Mennonites is they don't like to um, acknowledge a problem. They just assume everything is going to go away. At least this is how my family is run and like how uh, a couple other Mennonite families that I know happen. Um, so um, my grandfather was very much that way. He was very much like, um, if there's a problem, it'll eventually will go away. Just keep you know dealing with it until it goes away so they never really knew what happened now my i think i'm pretty sure my uncle my aunt definitely know that that's exactly what happened is she accidentally killed somebody um they don't they've never told me the story about how it happened though um you gotta dig that one up yeah i'm sure i can talk to my aunt she'd tell me she she's told me um she's told me basically more about myself than I had known at 18. That's so crazy. And is it because you're asking or she just well, gives the reason tidbits and it leads to a... Tidbits. But oh. she also, like, she knew that I was, and when I was um, 18, 19, I was in a touring band. So she knew that I was going, like, probably going to be partying and drinking and probably doing drugs all the time. And so she called me up when I was in Calgary, and she's like, hey, you should probably not drink or do drugs. And I was like, why? And she's like, you're allergic to alcohol. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, because I get pretty drunk off one shot. Like, I have a half glass, well, less than half glass of Jack sitting next to me right now. And uh, I'm feeling it. Getting a little buzz. But you, did you, so when you were younger, like, like super super young because you're born you got weaned off of the drugs just by giving you small doses and then like were you a certain age where you ever felt like hey i feel like i feel like 
you just felt like you needed something? Did that ever, like, did your body physically crave stuff or were you more um, no. prone to, to craving stuff? I, and the, here's one thing too, is I don't have a, a addictive personality. Um, the only thing I've really ever been addicted to is soda. Which oh, I have killed that habit. I remember that. I remember you telling me that you like used to love crushing like the Monster Energy drinks and Coke and shit like that yeah, all day, like, all day long. That's what I would do because when I grew up with my grandfather, he would he was we we did, we weren't very um, wealthy. We were fairly poor, um, and my grandfather's accident actually probably made that even worse. But um, so we had when sales were on man my grandfather was about sales so he'd buy like six two liters at a time like if it was every day he gets get six he would go every day and get six so we had two liters of coke readily available um all day long since i was probably born so i grew up really i was really young drinking soda and i wasn't given like oh you're only allowed one glass a day no, it was just like, here's the fridge, go ham. Savage. So, um, just no yeah. water, no water in a day, just Coke. I, I, until I was uh, 24, 24, 24 years old probably, 24, 25, I did not start drinking water regularly. I never drank water. I hated water. I still hate water, man. I, just, I don't, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I force really? myself. Yeah, I force myself to drink water. I don't like it. I'm I drink it daily now. Um, I like it because well, this it's a good thing to cope with the not drinking soda, and I um I don't know. I just like it now. Um, the only time I would drink it was when I was doing sports, soccer, or skateboarding, and I forced myself to do it then because um you needed to <laughs> you needed to stay hydrated or else you were just gonna have a bad time. Yeah, you didn't want to wither away into a freaking skeleton from dehydration. Yeah, it was not a good thing. Crazy. Yeah. So you, you're at home with your grandpa, and he's... Do you know what happened with that accident? Yeah. Okay. So this accident. Um, let's just uh, say um, the blizzard of 97. Do you remember the blizzard of 97? Were you yeah. here? Did you live here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blizzard of 97. That was the one that led to that crazy flood. Yeah, the crazy flood. So Blizzard of 97, um, I was... That's when I remember that I used to take on all of the physical responsibilities. So at that point, I remember I was always shoveling the driveway. I was... Okay, no word of a lie, in grade 6, I was the shortest kid in the school. I was like a senior of elementary school, but I was like the shortest kid in the school so i was like three and a half feet tall i was tiny um so at that point like 97 i was i went out and the snow piles were taller than i was i shoveled my entire driveway by myself in 97 i should have been some ripped kid anyway i digress why i say this is because i did all of the manual uh work for um, shoveling the driveway, mowing the lawn, whatnot. So it was, what happened was one winter, my grandfather was older now. I was, I don't know how old I was actually when this happened. Um, but what had happened was um, when I shoveled the driveway, if I didn't shovel it down to the cement, I got scolded. So what happened at the corner of my house, 
uh, of where the driveway meets the entrance to my the entrance to the house there's a little corner where it used to drip water and then an ice pile would um, gather there and it was my job to break it down like before anything wake up before school I would break it down so I, I one day I woke up late for school and I was uh, I think I think this this had to be middle school this this definitely had to be middle school so I woke up late to go to school and I didn't break the ice that day and my grandfather went to work so I came home after school did my normal whatever I did after school and I went to bed and uh, the next day I guess my grandfather had gotten up to go to work and he had slipped on the piece of ice and he broke his hip and um, my sleeping is really messed up I as a young kid I what this this will lie under the the Mennonite problem where um, they always just push problems aside so when I slept I really liked to sleep because I rarely ever slept as a kid and when I slept that night I remember waking up and the hearing and I thought and I thought that I thought what was going on was he was hammering the ice to get rid of it because I forgot to do it but what had happened was he slipped on the ice broke his hip carried himself up uh, like four stairs because it wasn't it was just like your normal outside cement stair to get up to the door and he was kicking and punching the door for me to open it because he had slipped and fallen and broken his hip and when I heard that I thought it was him chipping at the ice because I didn't hear any screaming he wasn't I, I, I just thought it was just him pounding the ice so after like I don't know how long of pounding and me trying to fall back asleep I got up and I wanted to open the door and he was furious he was like screaming at me like you should have been here it's like why couldn't you hear this oh excuse me and I'm trying to apologize for for not being there to help him open the door and I'm shaking and I'm, I'm a child and, this, and my grandfather is like really pissed at me and he's he basically, I'm sitting there on the phone with the ambulance for for the ambulance to come, and the door's wide open, and I had thrown a blanket on him because he's been outside, outside in the cold, and he's just like, "This is all your fault," and he's like, "You're so he he called me like I'm pretty sure he called me a waste of space or a waste of something," and it was just like this crazy feeling in my head. I've never felt like this. Like I I've never had to deal with adult situations with this type of anger before. So I was just like completely and utterly destroyed. Like my everything, my I, I'm pretty sure like anxiety and everything. That's when anxiety and everything began. I obviously didn't know until later, and now that I, then I thought about it. But yeah, so so your grandpa goes to the hospital, right? Yes. You go with them, or you're you're home alone at this point. Yep. Like you. Okay, so you're you're. Fuck, how old's grade six? Twelve? Twelve? I, I was probably, I think I was grade seven. I'm pretty sure it was grade seven. So I was probably like... Twelve, thirteen. Thirteen, something like that, yeah. So your grandpa goes to the hospital. Your grandma's gone at this point. He's there for however long by himself. Yeah. And you're living at home by yourself? Yeah. I... Like, like and you and you have to get up and go to school, the ne- like, for fuck, weeks? I don't know how long does that weeks, go on. Weeks. It was weeks. I lived home by myself 
for weeks. And like, was anyone checking in on you? My aunt came. She came once to clean the house. She came and she, because my grandfather was terrible at cleaning, so she came and she cleaned the house once. She came that day that it happened. I had, I didn't know what to do. It, it was almost time for me to go to school, and and it didn't occur to me that I should probably stay home and like uh, assess the situation and like how I felt. So I went to school, and 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 like I didn't tell anyone. I just went to school and did my normal school, and and then I came home, and that there's just it was a weird empty feeling in my gut um, for the next couple of weeks because he didn't even talk to me. He didn't even call me. He didn't even acknowledge my existence for like three weeks but you're you're like third you're 12 13 right this is winter when's your birthday uh my birthday's in september oh fuck so you're you're like a fresh 12 it's winter time yeah you're you're like a fresh 12 maybe 11 (laughs) let's backtrack here because i was i was i was definitely younger than all the kids in school i was when i graduated at 17 so I wasn't even 18 at graduation. Yeah, you wouldn't have been with with a September birthday. I mean, 97, no. I would have been, man, I graduated 99, so I would have been 16. You're seven years younger. D- d- dude, that doesn't even fucking make sense. You yeah. couldn't have been nine. Was I nine years old? Was I still in elementary school? Well, okay, so it was 97, right? Oh, uh, 97... That part of it was just like when I realized that I had, uh, I was I was basically the man of the house. I did all of the all of the heavy. Everything. Oh, oh, I see. So it so wasn't 90, it wasn't, wasn't ninety seven, but I, it whatever you were you were grade six or seven then, so you were twelve. Yeah, a little bit later. So you're you're for like weeks on end. It was uh, roughly. I'm probably thinking either two and a half weeks or three weeks. Like and, like at least a week. Like let's go on the low end. So for at least a week, you're, a, and let's give let's bump up the age. Let's call you 13 years old. <laughs> okay. Right. 13 years old. Even though you're probably 12. 13 probably. years old and like minimum of a week. You you go to school, and then you come home and you gotta like cook yourself dinner and shit. Yeah, I also at an early <laughs> age I learned how to cook, because um, I don't know why, but my grandfather always went out. He always got in his truck, and it wasn't like once. It was consistent. It was like he would come home, he would get in his truck, and he'd go out again. And then he'd come back, and then he'd go out again. Like when you so, were younger than 13 even? Yeah. So like around the, uh, around the time of like um, when I was – when the divorce stuff was happening. So I don't know if he was doing weird, creepy things, stalking. I don't freaking know. But he would always go out, and he would always say he's going out for coffee. And I kind of believe him. Because to this day, he still does that. He still goes out for coffee like five times a day. Like, I, I, when I was younger, probably 17 or 18, um, well, probably more like 16 actually because I was still around, I'd go skateboarding and I'd go to like McDonald's and I'd see him there having coffee. And then I'd go to my friend's place and we'd eat dinner at his place and we'd go skateboarding again and it'd be by Tim Hortons. He'd be there for coffee again. I'd see him there. So I don't really know. I think he was literally probably out for coffee a billion times a day. Coffee addiction, I guess. I don't really know. He just loves the beans. Yeah, he just loves the beans. He was never around. Um, So I had to learn how to cook and all that stuff. So I didn't really have an issue. Um, My cooking at that time was very simple. It It was very like, you know, 
uh, a freezer full of pierogies and I just throw them in hot water or like um, I take out like a steak like he would always buy these like two dollar steaks that tasted like hockey pucks and I just throw that on the on the in the fry pan or something like that it but was... he got those on sale for sure oh for sure like <laughs> and, and the thing is too when I was really young when my grandma's around I was a picky eater I wouldn't eat anything I would eat I would only eat like macaroni and cheese and hot dogs I wouldn't eat anything. I hated steak. I hated liver. Still hate liver. I don't know why anybody likes it. Oh, dude, I love the liver. <sighs> you Delicious. ever use it as fish bait? Uh, no, I haven't actually. When, I, uh, I'd rather eat it. <laughs> we used it as fish bait in the Red River to catch uh, anything. Oh, you could catch catfish on that for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, we'd catch crazy fish on liver. Anyway. So yes, so that happened. So that kind of screwed me up in the head. I was, it wasn't even that I was. I didn't even like hate the situation. Like I dealt with the situation, and um, I like would come home and I would, I wouldn't even sit in the living room. The living room was his domain, so it was my room. I'd sit in my room and I'd watch TV. I'm pretty sure I cried a lot. Um, I don't know. And then, um, the day that he was getting out. I, he called me and he said, your aunt's coming to pick you up to come get me. And I was like, okay, I, I guess, uh, we had call display. And, uh, so I didn't see, the, I didn't recognize the number, but no one had called since. So I picked it up and it was him from the hospital. So I went to go see him and get him from the hospital. And it's really weird for me. It's been so long. And I'm like, like, how do I even, like, I didn't know how to, like, approach this situation as a kid. Like, do I apologize for, you know, not chipping the ice and you breaking your hip and you calling me a bunch of bad things? Um, or do I just, you know, go along with the Mennonite way and pretend nothing ever happened? I don't know. So I get there, and it was really strange because my grandfather's not like like this now. But he was, he still had a catheter in. And I walked in the room, and there was a African American uh, fella dealing with it, and he was just ranting racial slurs at this guy. And I've never seen him say anything racist before. I don't, I don't even think I've even come in contact or even knew what racism was at that point. I just knew that he was like yelling at this guy and, and calling him names that I've never heard, and it just was really offensive. And uh, so then after that, he just was miserable, like from the day he got home until I got kicked out at 15, he was just miserable. And it was like, I didn't even exist. Like I was just there to, until I could grow up and leave. I feel like the, the accident made him even more depressed than he already was because he would cry more than he used to. And he would leave. I felt like he would leave more often than he used to, but I, I could, that could just be me as a kid seeing that he was leaving more because i was probably paying attention more and so like before the whole accident happened he would come home from work your brother's not living there like you're the only one in this house right yeah yeah so he'd come home from work and he wouldn't be like hey chris man how was school like did you have a good day and he wouldn't whip up like even craft dinner and hot dogs nope nothing so then what would he like premium plus and cheese or something <laughs> well like i mean he would he would probably eat before then um we did growing up we definitely had a dinner time it was five o'clock every single day 
Um, so before, before your grandma left, though. Yeah, before my grandma left, we yeah. had in, in five o'clock every single day. If I wasn't there, I didn't eat dinner. I ate what was ever left over. Um, after the accident, it wasn't really that way anymore. It was um, I came from home from school, and at this time, um, I just like when I was younger and. I didn't really state this before, but like at the time when my grandma left and when I was younger, I became the world's worst child. I was a devil child. And that probably progressed up until I was, until I got kicked out at 15. How come you didn't go live with your grandma? Like why, why my did grandma, you stay with your grandpa? So a little, little, little insight on my grandmother is she's, she's a hypochondriac. But she's actually, in my words, she's actually insane. Um, she actually has her her side of the family has background of actually being, um, having men- mental illness and being in uh, a hospital for it. Um, she is actually, uh, we don't talk to this day. I haven't talked to her since I was oh man. So, well, my mother's funeral, um, but before that, um, probably man. I don't even know. Probably when I was 15 or 16, we hadn't talked. And when did your mom pass away? Uh, this Christmas would mark two years. She passed away Christmas two years ago. But you were you talking with her at that point, or was it? Um, my mother, um, growing up, was my idol. She was my hero. She was like, when I found out that she existed, um, she was everything to me. I'm actually writing a song about this right now. But, like, I knew she was somewhere. I didn't know why she was there. It was a prison. I knew she was being kept away from me. I didn't I didn't really ask questions. I didn't want to know. I just wanted to see my mother. And the only time I really got to see her was on my birthday. Like, did you and... go down to jail to go see her? Yeah, and, I did. But... But you probably, because you would have been so young, you probably just thought like, yeah, man, that's just what you do. You go see your mom in jail. Yeah, or I didn't even know it was called jail. I don't even think I knew it was jail. I'm just going to go see my mom. She lives in a, in a home or some kind of cement house. I don't yeah, that's know. that's her apartment. Yeah, that's where she lives. And I didn't see anything other than the lobby or the, like the meeting area. So, I wouldn't have known like that it was like a place for bad people. And how so, how long was your mom, in jail for? How long was she in jail for? Yeah. Like, when did she um, get out? She got out once uh, when I was still in elementary school. Uh, this was probably grade four or five. So she got and out I, and lived with you then? Like she came... No, she didn't, she didn't live with me. Um, she got out, um, and the day she got out, <laughs> she kidnapped me. My grandmother and my mother came to my elementary school and took me out of class and since it's my mother the school's not going to say anything i mean she's not my guardian but she's my mother but wait you lived with your grandma and your grandma helped your mom kidnap you at this at this point i didn't live with my grandma i was living with my grandfather uh the divorce was underway like this is oh i see divorce i know we're kind of jumping all over the place no man it's (laughs) i'm with you this is mid-divorce so um my mother got out she the day she got out she got my grandmother she came i i can remember it clear as day i have the worst 
memory ever, but I can remember it clear as day. I was sitting in my room in the classroom. My mother came to see me. I had never seen her outside of the the box, the, the, the cell. So she came to my door. I was ecstatic. This woman was my hero. Every birthday I had, she gave me a Ninja Turtle toy. And man, did I love Ninja Turtles back then. Who didn't? So this, right? Growing up in the 90s, Ninja yeah. Turtles were every boy's dream. Yeah. Who, which, which was your poison? Um, it was definitely Michelangelo uh, yeah. at the time. I mean, it's Donatello now. I, I was a Leonardo guy. Leonardo? Really? Okay. Leader yeah. type? Leader type? I fucking love Leonardo, man. That blue headband. Oh, uh, yeah. I just loved how goofy uh, Michelangelo was. Yeah, he was, he was a good guy. He was just funny. I loved funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So she came, picked me up from school, and to this day, I don't know where I was. I was... I left... And we went to this place. We drove for a really long time. And we were at this. It was, I think, now that I think about it, like, I, I've thought about it before, but I think it was a woman's shelter. And we stayed in that woman's shelter. Um, and this was a crazy part of my life. Like, I made, you lived there and went, lived to, there. And, and went to school. This wasn't like a one-day no. kidnapping. No, no, no. I didn't go to school anymore. What, what, hold on. Okay, wait. How how old were you at this point? It was like grade four or five. And and you you went to this place. We'll call it a women's shelter. Or it was probably some kind of. Uh, tra- there was only women and kids there. It, it was like a, a transitionary place. Yeah. For whatever it was, right? Yeah. So, like, your grandpa's not reporting you missing the school's not like. Like this is this this day. fucking. To this day, it's so beyond me. And the thing is, it did. It only lasted about a year because I remember. But it only uh, lasted a year. You like one day you're you're in uh, you're in Mrs. Smith's class learning uh, fractions and algebra, and the next day you're not there, and Mrs. Smith's not like, hey, where the fuck is Chris Friesen? Exactly. is It's it's a really strange concept because. As I got older, I didn't realize how my mother and my grandmother didn't end up in jail. You freaking kidnapped me from an elementary school. If that happened today, holy crap. Do you know what happened? First of all, that person would be famous for for doing something <laughs> like that. But, like, I, it was crazy. It'd be all over the national news. Like, oh, I don't understand how it wasn't even reported on the news. And... Yeah, and the thing about it, and and I don't, and the reason why I don't think it was reported was I think my grandfather was telling everyone it was okay. He was covering it up because my grandfather was head over heels for my grandmother. Even though all of the terrible stuff she's done to him, he was still very much a sucker for her. So I think he was almost in cahoots with her to pretend like I was somewhere else or something like that. Uh, I definitely went to school the next year. I was not in that home the year after. Okay, so your grandma's not your grandma's living in the shelter with you too. Yes, but it wasn't my mother. So we left with my mother and my grandmother, but I wasn't really there with my mother. My mother had left. Your I'm pretty mom, sure she went back to jail. Your mom took you to a women's shelter or some place. With your grandma, mm-hmm. 
Maybe your grandpa told the school that you uh, transferred to another school division. Maybe. No Who idea. Who knows? Who knows? We Maybe your grandma did. <laughs> Fuck. We got to get your grandpa on the podcast. He's still alive? Uh, yeah, he probably... Well, well, we're on better terms now than we ever have been. Um, I think he's trying to make amends for everything in the past. And, and your grandma is still alive? She is. Uh, she lives... In a town, what is it called? Crystal Lake? Okay. Is that what it's called? I don't know. And you, your grandpa lives in Winnipeg? Yeah, he lives on Henderson. And what what part of the city did you grow up in? Winnipeg, Manitoba? Um, I live, I grew up in North Kildonan. So right where I am right now, basically. I mean, I'm a little bit further towards East St. Paul now, but I grew up in North Kildonan. Gotcha. And so you're, you grew up, you grew up in North K. That's where you've stayed. Mm-hmm. Your mom, and, your mom was from Winnipeg as well. Yeah, we've always been from Winnipeg. Uh, everybody, yeah, was born here, except and, for obviously my um, my Oma and my Opa, which my grandfather, uh, my grandfather's mother and father, they were born in uh, Russia, the dead center of Canada. Yep. We are the dead center of Canada. So you're <laughs> you're living in a women's shelter or somewhere with your grandma. Yep. And you're in grade four. What the fuck do you do all day? Like, were you like... That was the interesting part. And like, now this is where my life got really different. Were you in really school? Different. Like, homeschool? Like, no, it wasn't like, really school. It was more like... I remember, I remember so much of this, and it's so weird because um, I it was my I met the first love of my life at this at this place, um, but no, it was like every day you'd wake up and you do activities. Um, there was like you know uh, coloring, and there was going to a pool. I remember going to this crazy pool. It was always really dark, but it was always really cool. Um, and my favorite part, and this is going to sound kind of cheesy because I've been a gamer my whole life. We'd go into this room, and there was a Nintendo, and we there was the boys uh, would take turns playing this, like, I remember, I can't, I, you were like a, a, a rhino or something on a surfboard with sunglasses, and it was my favorite thing to do. Um, but there was no schooling. So th- these activities are put on by volunteers or like the staff of the shelter because there were so many kids. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically. So they basically tried to give was. you some type of schooling, some type, some of, type of something stuff. to do, something to keep you occupied and keep you learning in whatever aspect that was. Yep, and I remember, I, I remember Easter. I was really sick. Um, and all the kids were finding eggs all over the place. I had to drink ginger ale because I was, excuse me, I was really sick. Um, and then I also remember Christmas. So I had to be there for Easter and Christmas. And you're, and what would your grandma be doing? Like when you do these activities, would she just be doing her own thing all day? And you'd like go do activities and come at the end of the day. And that was like, it was like yeah. school? Kind of like it was, I guess it would be like a, a daycare kind of situation. Because during the day, she wouldn't be there. I guess she went to work. Yeah, you'd wake up and you'd go and these people would like, you'd hang out with these people all day. And then your grandma would come back. 
that's basically how it went. So then you go back in grade five. Yeah. Or something like that. And you like you got taken out in grade four, let's say, and you go back into the same school or a different one? I went to the exact same school. So you show up at the same school and nobody notices and they're not like, you got to do grade four again? <laughs> they just let you keep going? No, one's, no, one, no, one, no questions. one questions? Oh, boy, oh. what's going on now? No one has any has questions, any about, questions anything. about anything? I just start going to school again. <laughs> like you show up and Mrs. Smith's like, oh, so we left off on those fractions, but don't worry about it. We're on to uh, trigonometry now. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, cool. And you and you, I'm guessing just, that, that like all the educational shit, you're probably a little bit behind on because if you're – you're still learning when you're gaming and you're still learning when you're coloring, but it's different than doing like hardcore academic shit, like memorizing yep. times tables and stuff. It's just not the same. Um, yeah, no. And no. the thing is I was very far behind because, uh, growing up, I was in one of those special classes that like the kids would go to that had learning disabilities. Not only did I have a learning disability, I was illiterate. Until grade seven. I remember that, man. I remember you telling me like something about you learned to read because of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Super, Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Man, that's um, fucking crazy. We, uh, I know you got to go pick up Cody in a bit. Mm-hmm. We should. Uh, we're hitting an hour here, and I think it's a good, good place to to cut it to say let's let's come back to Super Nintendo as the <laughs> the next entry to another story. All right. All yeah. Right. yeah. Sounds good. Let's do it again, man. This has been so damn interesting. You're uh, you're a good man, a cool cat, and freaking pleasure talking to you about all this stuff. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for this uh, opportunity. Dude, we're 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 gonna keep doing this. If you're into it, I'm totally into it. I think this is, we could have some pretty cool conversations. Yeah, no, totally into this. Okay, man. Let's uh, let's set something up again. I'll talk to you about it at work or whenever. We'll text back and forth and. Knock the shit out of it. So, Chris Friesen, Ben Grenell, no name for this podcast, but I'm 100% sure this is our first fucking episode. So, welcome, strap in, buckle up, and let's uh, let's have a fun ride. <laughs>